0: Welcome to off Screen. Let's Get Cinematic. I'm Van Connor,
1: And I'm Bex Perfect. And this is your seven-day guide to everything movies,
0: Boom. Well, Boom indoors, sadly, because <laughs> we are all still still confined. So maybe, maybe not too big a Boom, if it's going okay. be, to be in the living room, kind of a thing. We're going to keep it in the living room, obviously, because we don't really got much choice in that.
1: No, we don't. I mean, but that's not such a bad thing. I mean, there's so much great stuff that you can still watch from the comfort <laughs> of your sofa. I mean, I've been doing nothing but watching shows. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you said you got to watch The Invisible Man as well. Yeah. How was that?
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I was, I, I remember you talking about it. We reviewed it a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and you were raving about it. And I thought, you know what? I really like Elizabeth Moss. I like the concept of it. I wasn't sure about the whole Monsterverse thing from Universal. And I was like, oh, is this going to be a bit sort of Tom? Whoever is. <laughs> you know kind of style like where whatever that sh- that film was it went so wrong anyway
0: the mummy the mummy, the mummy which we also were you together
1: yeah we did and actually i didn't think much of it so i can't even really remember it but this actually was really good because it's more of a horror thriller it's more mm-hmm. of um a, a really good sort of portfolio of acting from um from elizabeth moss as always i mean she's brilliant in everything but she made this incredibly re- for for something that is essentially a monster film is that she made it feel very real, you know, the kind of paranoia, the mm. sort of disbelief from everyone else, her reaction to it wasn't so hot on the ending, but actually overall as a movie, yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: I, I thought it was a really good uh, sort of contemporized, very current you know, given our current, uh, you know, sex- sexual, uh, sociopolitical climate, uh, I thought it was a, a very edgy uh, way to take it. I, I thought yeah. it was a really great movie. Uh, I thought turning it into effectively sleeping with the enemy for 21st century sci-fi horror, brilliant yes. way to go. Yeah, Love definitely.
1: That. Yeah. Um, and what have you been watching back? Recommend I definitely. I, I, I've
0: been watching. Uh, I watched The Gentleman this week. I was very happy ah, to see that yeah. again.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and do you know what? I was having a really low day because obviously you know we're all under the gun a bit with this uh, this self isolation thing. We're all going out of our minds ever so slightly. I was having a really low day, and I watched uh, The Gentleman with my uh, my beloved flatmates, and we laughed like gibbons all the way through, and we had a whale of a time. It was, uh, the wine was flowing, the guy Richie was firing. You know, It was just a really good movie. Charlie Hunnam's great in it. I think Colin Farrell's a lot of fun in that as well. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, best opening line of his career. Uh, <laughs> Give me a pint and a pickled egg. You know, I just had a really great time with that movie. It's something I actually want to watch. Again, I want to watch that movie a third time. I love the sequence in which uh, Charlie Hunnam goes into the flats where the smackheads live live. Yeah. Intimidates them all whilst rolling a joint. It's, it's just a tremendous uh, Guy Ritchie scene. I maintain his best film for 20 years. Absolutely worth checking out. And you can get that like Invisible Man and the hunt and emma and bloodshot all these movies you can see these now uh, on premium video on demand so you can rent them i think for, for 48 hours for the equivalent of like 20 quid and, yeah uh, just a, Which some people think it's a nice, nice is, alternative the cinema
1: yeah and i think some people still think that's quite steep and i've had a few friends when i told them about the, uh, the invisible man going what 16 pounds on sky no thanks but it's like <laughs> you would pay that if you were going to go to the cinema we're just taking that slightly out of the equation if you've got a big tv it's worth the money for a lot of these movies
0: Absolutely, I was reading an article myself. I think it was on Dark Horizons, and it said uh, they had surveyed a bunch of people, <clears throat> and the uh, the optimum price point for premium VOD most people seem to agree on was the equivalent of six dollars, certainly six pounds. But then you think that's cheaper than going to the cinema. They would never ever do that. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I know. But you know, some people are just well, quite rightly, scrimping and saving and thinking like you know, putting it not sh- with the world of uncertainty that we have ahead of us. It's just something that a lot of people are kind of just being cautious about. But do you know what? Treat yourself every now and again.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of treating yourself, one thing I do is treat myself to. Not a film, but I guarantee you this will become a film before long. I treated myself this week to uh, Netflix's much-talked-about uh, new series Tiger King. Oh, if yeah. You have the- of this this is insane
1: yeah it is crazy i mean the world of big cat breeding is bonkers (laughs) in itself i love the idea the concept of the underworld that is faced by so if anyone doesn't know what big cat breeding is it's essentially breeding lions tigers lynxes like all those things that you shouldn't have privately right but a lot of people in the us have more tigers than in in the wild and also the fact is, is that they can have them in their backyards, you know, in their homes and they get them as their cubs because they're cute and cuddly. And then suddenly they actually yep. turn into a tiger and they don't know what to do with them. But then there are other people like Joe Exotic, for instance. Oh, yeah. Joe, what a character who has his own zoo, as does there's another guy. who's like a guru, but he also has like a harem of women who come as workers and then suddenly turn into his life partners.
0: Yep, yep. And then you got his you harem, yep.
1: Yeah, and then you've got a lady called Carol who basically the other two, <laughs> the other two hate and are spreading all these stories like that she's fed her ex husband to the tigers and stuff like that. And she's out to kind of get them because even though she's essentially doing the same thing, she's saying that what they're doing is bad.
0: Yeah. So it's well, yeah, you know, she yeah, you know, she takes it from a humane level, doesn't she? She's like they're not doing it humanely and, and yeah, yeah. It, the thing, the thing about the series is really the, the whole appeal is Joe Exotic. It's, it's just as Joe Exotic as a character. He's fascinating. And he's um, like I
1: got say... a bunch of misfits and hicks just like you know um, working for him. He says he picks them up off the street or they're ex jailbirds and stuff. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah.
0: Because I, I, I knew about Joe Exotic in advance of this, because when the when we had the 2016 election, uh, he featured on uh, a John Oliver segment. <laughs> and that segment gets shown in the series. They show the John Oliver segment. And apparently it only made him worse because he, wow. he then deemed himself to be famous because he'd been on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver.
1: He was on Libby Carew uh, as well, I think.
0: Uh, yes, was a, he was. Yeah. That's doing the rounds. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's bonkers. It's 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 that next big documentary from Netflix, isn't it? So Making a Murderer, Wild Wild Country, all those things. It's something. That, yeah, exactly. So there's something if you're in lockdown, it's seven episodes and each one has a cliffhanger in the last kind of 15 minutes <laughs> of it. And it's just it's like I've got to watch the next one. So definitely worth catching on the small screen if you can.
0: Mark my, my words. Will Arnett is just sitting by the phone, waiting for his agent to call for the film. <laughs> okay, I promise you that is happening. Will Arnett is practicing his handle moustache, and his mullet as we speak. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, there, there are there are good things out there. I mean, I've been I've been enjoying my streaming a lot this week. So we still got a couple of minutes to talk about streaming. Um, but, yeah, I've been enjoying my streaming. I've been enjoying catching up on some recent releases. I, I think I watched about half of Emma, which I still think is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to see uh, I got to see Bloodshot again, which is still exactly is schlocky and goofy. It's I'm schlocky. yet
1: to see that. I'm a big Sam Hewen fan, so I think I'll be watching that uh, <laughs> sort of when I get a moment. But I'm trying to split my time at the moment because mm. I'm trying to do like. One day I'll watch TV. The next day maybe I'll play on my Nintendo Wii. <laughs> just to kind of, you know, Donkey Kong is is kind of defeating us at the moment. And then one day I'll watch a movie just to kind of spread it out. It's uh, we've got to find a new kind of routine in this new normal, don't we? So it's kind of making sure that you keep things fresh and new and not just like binging everything and then you have nothing to watch. Because yeah. we got to remember next year we're going to be quite thin on the ground in terms of TV content, in in terms of original TV content and also uh, film content, because everything is being delayed um, or postponed. All the
0: productions are. All the productions are. But actually, it's funny you say that, because I think next year is actually now going to be pretty rammed. I think it's 2022 that's going to suffer. So I think 2021 is going to get all the overflow from 2020. So it's going to be a double birth year. And then you'll have 2022 that's going to be like a half birth. Yeah, well, like, half the things have been made in time. So it's going to be a swings around We're going to have a very weird couple of years out of this.
1: Yeah, we like, are.
0: Just in the end industry. Obviously, the world is going to have a weird, you know, couple of decades out of this. But, uh, you know, the film industry will have a weird couple of years because of this. Yeah. And, you know, think about it as well, because, um, you know, since we last spoke, and more films have been delayed. You know, um, I think it was Morbius uh, got, got bumped. Peter Rabbit, too, got bumped. Ghostbusters Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and these have all been bumped to 2021 rather yeah. than just a later in the year. Wonder Woman got pushed back. Black Widow got delayed. Interesting times. I say The second half of this year, if life returns to normal, is going to be a busy season for you and I, I think. By yeah, way.
1: I think it is. I mean, it feels like a very, very long time ago that we were actually in town actually reviewing a movie. It's just <laughs> the most bonkers thing. But I'm liking how some of the studios, like I think Universal, for instance, is doing a great job of this, is actually recognizing the situation that we're in and moving their movies to video on demand so that we can still bring you new releases and we can still talk about something along those lines so hopefully we'll be seeing more video on demand movies that we can review for you in advance you know as soon as possible but until now universal most definitely is leading the way
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, so that's you know, there's a lot of stuff on streaming. There's enough to to occupy you for the time. You've got premium VOD uh, rentals as well, uh, which obviously are worth checking out. Definitely check out Invisible Man and, and The Hunt as well, which I thought was yeah, was good, good was fun. A good time. And
1: as you mentioned, um, Emma and
0: Emma, yes. But in the meanwhile, again, I guess we better get on with the show and talk about uh, films we get to watch on freedom.
1: Okie dokie. So we are kicking off the next section of our podcast today with movies on TV. So you know you're not going to move from your sofa, but there's loads of stuff on Freeview that you guys can check out if you so wish. And we're going to kick off with something that I think if life couldn't get more different... Yeah. then this movie reflects it in that kind of way. So, no, I'm not talking about Contagion, which actually did get a lot of Ofcom complaints when it was out on ITV. Did too. it? Yeah, huge amount of complaints, but actually a huge amount of praise as well for them understanding the humour in all of, of showing something like that. But we're not here to talk about that. We are talking about your Saturday night viewing. And if you love this movie, as I'm sure most of us did, you're going to be excited to see this on ITV at 10 o'clock. It is Inception.
0: Oh, I love Inception. This was my one of my favourite movies. Of, was it 2011 or 2012 when yeah. Inception came out?
1: It's surprisingly a long time ago when it came it out. Was, so it's so yeah. forward-thinking for its time. Uh, Christopher Nolan movie. We've got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. We've got... Joe. Uh, who else? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No. Joseph not. Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yeah. He, he's in it. Tom Hardy is in it. Cillian Murphy's in it. It's Michael Caine. Uh, Ken Watton Narby. Uh, what, what's her name? Juno. Ellen Page.
1: Ellen Page, is in
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, just a phenomenal film. So this is the reality-bending you know, inner mind movies. This is basically a heist movie in someone's mind, effectively. The idea being that Ken Watanabe hires uh, DiCaprio's, you know, mind-incepting crew to basically hack into, I think it is Killian Murphy's brain, as he's on a flight... Uh, to try and incept an idea in his mind that he will he will think that he's come up with on his own. Um, I think this is all in the name of corporate espionage. But of course, DiCaprio is you know sort of a fugitive. He's barred from entering the U.S. The whole thing is you know this will be his final mission. We've got a clip of them setting setting this plan, this this elaborate Machiavellian scheme in motion. We need at least a good ten hours.
1: Sydney to Los Angeles. One of the longest flights in the world. He makes it every two weeks.
0: They must be flying private then.
1: Not if there were unexpected maintenance we're displaying.
0: It would have to be a 747.
1: Why's that? It's so in a 747. The pilot's up top, the first class cabin's in the nose, so no one would walk through. But you'd have to buy out the entire cabin. And the first class flight attendant. I bought the
0: airline. It seemed neat Looks like we have our 10 hours. Ariadne, terrific work, pal. It's a vintage Nolan film, really, isn't it? It really
1: is. And I think you do have to be awake to watch this. There's a lot of things you need to take in. Now, it's on at 10 o'clock on ITV but you have to kind of not be snoozy when you're watching this because... It's long. It's long as well. It's it? long. Um, I, it's a shame they're putting it on quite late but you know maybe you can record it and watch it a, a little bit more of a, a, a useful time for yourself but it's not worth missing any details in this because certain things won't make sense if you do. So, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So uh, look, but it's a thoroughly brilliant film. Great cast. Fantastic director. incredible storyline watch it on the biggest tv that you've got so you can really take course, in the visuals
0: amazing uh, cinematography like you say those visuals amazing cinematography from uh, wally fister who would go on to direct uh, uh, transcendence make it to transcendence i think that was a year later that would put this in 2013 i think i'm sure inception came out that same summer with gravity and things yeah but uh, absolutely worth seeing so itv 10 o'clock sunday night check it out
1: yeah, absolutely now next up we have a monster calls which Oh, I loved this film when it came out. It was
0: absolutely I you might.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful and heartwarming and yeah just a really stunning film so this is on BBC one again a late one 10 30 p.m it's hard because you really want more people to see these films when they're putting it on so late you kind of question what the motive is there but
0: well I I've, I've got a theory I've got a theory that they're doing this because if you look at our pics they're all like they're nearly all like after 9 p.m I think yeah. because of the way things are at the moment people aren't generally sleeping as regularly as they did when things Not were normal. Possibly. So I think people are going to bed later, waking up later. So I think that's why the films... Because a Monster Calls is arguably a family-friendly film.
1: Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, it's basically about a boy who seeks the help of a tree monster to cope with his mother's terminal illness. Um, the mother being played by the brilliant Felicity Jones in, in this. Um, and it, it the stunning kind of child acting from Lewis McDougall, who plays the boy, young boy in it, is a, incredible. Mm. And the animation... It's yes. just divine, so.
0: There's a, an almost uh, Del Toro-ish, an almost Guillermo Del Toro-ish yeah. tone to this as well. The way it uses fantastical imagery and sort of the horrors of the human condition, things like that, so, you know, to explore suffering and grieving. And like um, the fact that they've got Liam Neeson as the voice of the tree, perfect. In fact, I'll tell you what, let's, let's have a little sample of Liam as a tree. What took you so long? It is time for me to tell you the first tale.
1: I don't need a tale. I need a bus ticket for my grandma.
0: It is time for me to tell you the... Where do you think you're going? I will be listened to. I am as old as this land, and I will... Would... What do you know about anything? I know everything about you, Connor O'Malley. No, you don't! If you did, you know I don't have time to listen to stupid stories or a stupid tree that is just a dream. A dream? What is a dream, Connor O'Malley? To say that it is not everything else that is a dream.
1: That wasn't a sentence you'd expect to say in any of our podcasts, (laughs) was it?
0: (laughs) No, it was a tree. But no, very well-checking now.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's also got Sigourney Weaver in it as the grandma in this as well. Terrible accent. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, look, let's give it its dues where we can. <laughs> Probably not yeah, Exactly, story.
0: exactly, yeah.
1: But um, overall, if you haven't seen this before, it's a beautiful movie to watch and definitely worth your time and attention.
0: Shame about the time of, of day, but definitely worth checking out. As you say. So we move to Monday then, I think you'll like uh, Monday's Monday's pick as well. Oh,
1: do you know what? I watched this quite recently. I think my, my other half was out and it was on TV and I was like, I'll just catch the first 15 minutes of it and then before I knew it it was the whole movie I was watching and it's Notting Hill (laughs) on 5 star at 9 o'clock. Again if you need some sort of, not light entertainment but something that's just uplifting I I think you can't go wrong with like a Richard Curtis classic. So
0: Well that's it isn't it? It's a vintage late 90s Richard Curtis rom-com and of course it's the... uh It's the original concept, isn't it? It's the everyman, Hugh Grant, although when is Hugh Grant ever considered as sort of an everyman type? Um, Hugh Grant's the everyman who falls in love with, you know, the Hollywood megastar played by Julia Roberts, which is perfect casting, by the way. Yes. And, uh, you know, before we get to everything that's great about it, let's just have the clip of Hugh Bonneville embarrassing himself. Always imagined it's a pretty tough job, though, acting. I mean, the wages are a scandal, aren't they? They can be. I see friends from university. Clever chaps. Uh, Been in the business longer than you. They're scraping by on seven eight thousand a year yeah, it's no life what sort of acting do you do films mainly oh splendid oh well done how's the pay in movies mm. i mean last film you did what do you get paid
1: 15 million dollars
0: right hugh bonneville pre-patterton oh. ladies and gentlemen
1: so brilliant and just such such brilliantly british humour timed to perfection and oh, yeah. just yeah, uh, everything. There's. I can't really fault this movie. Um, it's one of those ones, it's a classic for a reason. It stays in your mind. It's so quotable, brilliantly acted, and, you know, just one that you're going to want to revisit again and again and again. So that is on 5 Star, 9 o'clock on Monday.
0: So one that I will revisit over and over again. It's one of my <laughs> favourite comedies. One of my favourite comedies of this century. Uh, it is, of course, 2004's Dodgeball, a true underdog story, which Film 4 is showing on Tuesday nights at eleven fifteen p.m. Now, most people have seen this. Yes. But it's one of those films that I think you can go back and revisit every few years uh, once you've forgotten it and you'll fall in love with it all over again. Great cast that includes uh, Vince Vaughan, back when he was good, um, Ben Stiller, <laughs> Justin Long, uh I think it's Christine Taylor, uh, Bensler's wife at the time, I think, from The Wedding Singer. Um, One of my favourite people to see in a rom-com. And also uh, Stephen Root, I think, is in there. Alan Tudyk is Steve the Pirate. So many great actors in this. Rip Torn. I mean, Rip Torn That's Patches (laughs) of And I tell you what, I love Rip Torn so much, I have to play a clip of Rip Torn. Bear with me. You're going to learn to be true dodgeballers. Then you've got to learn the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you master the five Ds, no amount of balls on Earth can hit you.
1: Um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown
0: at us, or? That's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What?
1: Oh. Oh. nice you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball nice, you nice. Yeah. yeah you gotta love him and you know what again it's one of those films that if you haven't seen it in a good decade or so oh, you're yeah. gonna wanna pick this one back up so film four 11.15pm it's gonna be also, there
0: how weird now is that Lance Armstrong cameo at the end of Dodgeball
1: oh so weird
0: it's so weird. Bit,
1: almost <laughs> as weird as every single TV program that I'm watching, where I see people shake hands, hug each other, or have a kiss. It just feels bonkers. Welcome back to off-screen. We are continuing your week of movies on Freeview, and we are starting off on Wednesday evening. So, again, another late one as we discussed. Everything's going a little bit later for you all, but this is a good one to stay up for. So, this is War of uh, for the Planet of the Apes on four seven at nine pm. So that's a lot of numbers there. Four seven. We never get.
0: Yeah, we never get a four seven. There's never yes, movies on four seven. I for know. Us.
1: So for anyone who doesn't know, that is a channel four <laughs> seven.
0: It's not yeah, just a it's extended one of, one of the five. Four- family yeah
1: yeah um, what, a f- what a film War for the Planet of the Apes I mean Andy Serkis how he has not won Oscars for his roles in yeah. is, is just incredible
0: I know and obviously we talked about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes yeah. uh, quite recently uh, that was part two of the, um, the new trilogy as we, we sent to call it uh, this is of course the trilogy closer these can all be watched in standalone sort of offerings though really uh, War for the Planet of the Apes was what was that two years ago now was it 2018 oh, I feel Planet like the Apes.
1: it's slightly longer than that we'll have to yeah. check that one out but, but either way either Way it is, um, you know, it's one of those movies that just sticks with you. It's uh, incredible performances again, seeing it in the cinema as we were able to do once upon a time, uh, was just incredible. But actually, if you can catch this and like just turn the lights off, give yourself as much of a s- cinematic um surroundings as possible, you're going to really really enjoy this. It's actually 20, uh, 2017, this was out. So
0: 2017? Wow, yeah. that is... I thought it was more recent than that. I, I really love this film. I think it's a really great trilogy-closer. Um, Woody Harrelson, he's the villain in this, isn't he? He's oh, the Colonel he's, or the, the General? Yeah, whatever. As ever, it's terrifying. Is, <laughs> of course because he's doing that full shaven headed snarling sunglasses indoors when it's night kind of a thing yeah. but uh, the whole premise here is that literally this is you know the apes on the defensive for a change rather than you know on the offensive or being yeah. perceived to be on the offensive or on the defensive uh following the death of several key members of the ape family personal to you know caesar ruler of the apes who sets out for revenge as his people set off on their own quest for salvation as it were and uh just a you know great effects, great visuals. Uh, Matt Reeves' direction, terrific as ever. Uh, Michael Giacchino's score, absolutely slays. Big fan of uh, Steve Zahn as mm. Bad Ape. Is the new character yeah. Bad Ape? I think he's terrific. Um, and of course, there's there's some nifty little tie-ins in this one as well to uh, the classic Ape's mythology. They have the character of Nova, for instance, who gets introduced as a little girl. And uh, I I thought that was all really good. And also it ends in such a way that you think, OK, I could take this as the end of this trilogy or I could take it as the jumping off point for an entirely new set of stories. It works either way. It's a brilliant Yeah, it was
1: a very, very fitting... For me, it was a very fitting end to the trilogy. I'm happy to kind of leave it as it is, but in terms of leaving it as it is, you definitely don't want to do it with our next movie, which is on Thursday (laughs) night. This is a classic that you again go and visit again and again. Goodfellas, of course, ITV4, 10.05 p.m. If you haven't got this in your own collection and you're thinking Mm. I need to revisit it, hit the record button so you can come back again and again and watch this. Um, What a classic movie. I mean, this is what you know you kind of get so excited when when the irishman came out because seeing all these amazing actors come back together again uh it's it's based on the fact that the that goodfellas is so iconic
0: no absolutely i mean it's, it's currently i've talked about this uh, with jamie east the other day we we're talking about streaming offerings and goodfellas was my pick for what you should watch on netflix and you now have now the opportunity if you don't have netflix as well you can see it on on itv4 and it's Absolutely, one of these stone-cold classic benchmarks of the mobster, the cinematic mobster gangster subgenre. You know, there's so many great bits. As Jamie pointed out to me, he he remembers uh, Goodfellas prominently for the food. You know, the sequence in which we get told at length about how the mob prepared their food, how they sliced garlic with a razor blade. In fact, tell you what, let's go there right now. Johnny Deal did the meat. We didn't have a broiler, so Johnny did everything in pans. I used to smell up the joint something awful, and the Hacks used to die, but he still cooked a great steak. Hey, how do you like yours? Red, medium red. Medium red? Hmm, an aristocrat. See, you know, it, when you think of prison, you get pictures in your mind of all those old movies with rows and rows of guys behind bars, but it wasn't like that for wise guys. It really wasn't that bad, except that I missed Jimmy. He was doing his time in Atlanta. I'm gonna give me two steaks while you're in there, all right, John? I I mean, everybody else in the joint was doing real-time, all mixed together, living like pigs. But we lived alone. I mean, we own the joint. I love that Ray Liotta voiceover. Like, voiceover should not be as good as Ray Liotta's is in this. Do
1: you know what? I might even just... I might even suggest that I just drag this out of the archives and watch it tonight. I don't think I can wait till next week, I think, to watch this. It's it's one of those films that's just gonna get you really, really good. I mean, Joe Pesci in this is his scenes are just, you know, absolute I think scene stealing, but also I think he won the Oscar. Yeah. Oscar for a actor in a supporting role for this, um, he, he won and it was just you can see why there's everything in this that is just so brilliant so if you haven't seen it who are you if you have seen it you better watch it again asap is what i think
0: i remember there being uh, genuine controversy when this came out i think it was joe pesci's next film after home alone i think it was and there was there was genuine contention as to whether or not they could sell a family film uh you know starring the guy from goodfellas or whether or not the they were taken seriously, having been in Home Alone or something like that. But, you know, he managed it. And also, he then got acclaim again, I think about a year or so later, when he did My Cousin Vinny, which is yeah. still one of my childhood faves.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Well, it's nothing but you know, you can't say he's not diverse in his roles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely diversifies his portfolio, doesn't he? Um,
1: now we're moving on, on to another classic of a movie. This is on BBC One at a um, slightly earlier time of 6.40pm. This rounds off your week on Friday. It is, of course, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, what a movie! What a way to kind of finish the week off. I every time there's an Indiana Jones movie on TV, I have to watch it. Like, Not the
0: fourth uh, one, presumably.
1: Oh no, no, no! But that's never on TV. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it's true. It's true. Thank, thankfully,
0: yeah. Crystal Skull is never on telly, so we no. can ignore it.
1: Yeah, and also, was it the newer one is being is being delayed? The one that they're thinking of filming, but that's nothing oh, to yeah. coronavirus. it's just a problem. <laughs> it's just being delayed even more. So, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching this again. Again, it just doesn't date, does it? You can just watch it and enjoy it. And it still yeah, Ra- feels
0: Raiders, relevant. Yeah, Raiders absolutely holds up. I mean I mean we will we all remember kind of that first childhood experience of seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Yeah. I, mean, I was about seven or eight. I mean, do you remember how old you were when you saw Raiders of
1: the Lost yeah, Ark? Yeah, I think I was that? probably about the same probably about the same age, to be honest.
0: And you remember that great iconic opening, you know, with the idol he has to put the sand down and he has to run away from the boulder yeah. and grab his hat from the Falling Door and Snakes in the Plane, literally the original Snakes in the Plane. Um, It's just one of the seminal action adventures of, you know, know, cinema as a concept, really. Obviously, it had been around before. We had the serials of the 1940s that this harks back to, but that had been defunct as a genre for so long that by the time they wheeled this out in, it was 81, 82.
1: I was going to say 83, but I could be wrong. We'll have to have a look.
0: I know it won't be 83 because Temple of Doom is 85. I think it's 85, 81, it's 89.
1: Yeah, Yeah. this is 81 for you. So gosh, it doesn't feel like 1981. It's crazy. And I mean, you know, I love Karen Allen in this. I love... Um, you know she's brilliant in this. I like her opening sequence as well, where she's. It, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm thinking of a different uh, uh, film, but it's where she's having the the
0: drinking contest. Yes, yes, yes it is, it is. Of course, she gets enlisted uh, to help. You know, archaeologist slash university professor. Indiana, sorry, Henry Indiana Jones, yeah. uh, go on a go on a quest on the at the of the U.S. government to basically beat the Nazis on the trail of the Ark of the Covenant. So I, I've got a snippet for you. Good God! Yes, that's just what the Hebrews thought. Well, uh, now, what's that supposed to be coming out of there? Lightning, fire, power of God, or something? You need to understand Hitler's interest. Oh, yes. The Bible speaks of the ark levelling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. An army which carries the ark before it is invincible. It's that John Williams score as well, isn't it? Oh. So creepy and atmospheric, and at the same time so romping and powerful and you know, up tempo. Great movie all around. This is for me one of the definitive masterworks of blockbuster cinema.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. You know, fantastic cast once again. Like John Rhys Davies is in there as Salah. Oh, Salah! Um, yeah. yeah, and bad, Paul bad Freeman. Dates. Paul Freeman as as Block in this as well. Like the the Belgian. Yes. Um, who's uh, excellent face-melting at the end. <laughs>
0: and it does, but, you know, when you get Paul Freeman in a movie, you've got to have a certain amount of ooziness because years later he's got to show up as the villain in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> so, you know, the entire film industry is geared around this this inevitable career development that's going to come 100%. sooner or later. But, of course, Indiana Jones kind of changed the game, really, didn't it? It's, yes. it's one, of, one of the original benchmarks of what we nowadays define as the blockbuster summer movie. This is one of the originals. And we're back. And because we don't have much choice, we're going to keep it in your living room. So (laughs) movies movies you can watch at home. So, uh, available on DVD and Blu-ray from this coming Monday, the 6th of April. We have, of course, none other than Elizabeth Banks' recent reboot of Charlie's Angels. You and I had the pleasure of this, didn't we, Bex? We did indeed.
1: Starring Elizabeth Banks, produced by, directed by, written by Elizabeth Banks. (laughs) It's like, if you're ever going to make a movie, you might as well have your name on it four times. It's quite incredible what she's done.
0: (laughs) It really is. And actually, to be honest with you, I quite like the film. I know it got an absolute kicking when it came out, but I rather liked it I admit.
1: yeah I'm with you I mean I I rolled when I saw all the critics responses I was like you know what what's the point of you even going to see it because you always knew what you were going to go and rate this it's just you know there's no sort of like ability to be sort of unbiased in this people just didn't really want to go and see it And actually, do you know what the audience? audience, Unfortunately, I think it was kind of in a a overly saturated time period. But actually, if you revisit this again, or you're revisiting it for the first time and see it for what it is, I think it's a it's a really fun movie. It's well acted by you know Kristen uh, Thomas. No, not Kristen Scott Thomas. What am I on about? The other Kristen.
0: Kristen
1: Yeah, the other Kristen. Kristen Stewart. Naomi Scott's in there as well. Elizabeth Banks, obviously. And do you know what? It's got a it's got girl power. It's got good action sequences. It doesn't take itself too seriously it pays homage to the older films as well and also the tv show and i think it does a good job it's what you expect it to be i'm kind
0: of getting this you know you guys are like lady spies and i just need you you to explain who this guy is and why was he shooting at you oh you he was shooting at you at me the shooter's a ghost your file says that you are a systems engineer on the callisto project uh you know about callisto We know about a
1: lot of things, that you graduated top of your class at MIT, that you take Krav Maga on Sundays, you ride your bike to work, you think yellow is one of your colors when in fact it's no one's, that you could be dating a lot more if you played up those cheekbones in your online profile pictures. What we don't know
0: is why someone wants you dead. And you know, I, I like that acerbic wit. I like the way that it's absolutely not afraid to lean into its contemporary sense of femininity and girl power, and doesn't it doesn't ignore certain events that are taking place in the world yeah. regards the treatment of women. Um, I think it does a fairly good job, but I think it goes a little bit ham-handed at times, where it turns tries to turn literally every male character into a caricature, but uh, and they're all ex- always exactly the same caricature as well. I mean, there's yeah. one actor in this who I just never thought I would see playing a role like that, but. So I, I I love it. I, I like the style of it. I like the tone of it. I like the uh, I like the sort of musical edge of it. Its musical sensibilities. Its visual styles all work for me. I like the uh, you know the OTT intro in which Kristen Stewart's just hanging off the side of a helicopter and just chatting merrily. Uh, I also really like Ella Belinska as uh, as the I think she's the British Angel, isn't she? Yeah. The young British Angel. whom, by the way, if Marvel ever need casting ideas for Storm in the X Men, her please. Uh, But that is available on DVD and Blu-ray from Monday the 6th, as we say. So let's move over to streaming then for the week, because we've got three, I think, decent caliber ones to talk about this week.
1: Uh, I, there's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about there's one that I've never heard of which is this one, which is Coffee and Kareem, which is on Netflix from Friday
0: Yeah, so from Friday the 3rd uh, which, is, which is actually this is today uh, this is a new movie, because I didn't know about this they, they didn't wheel out the trailer until the 11th hour and yes it looks surprisingly good it is uh, a movie in which Ed Helms is a sort of Joey schlub copper i think his name actually is coffee he's going out with taraji p henson and he is caught by her 12 year old son in bed with her one morning the son tries to embarrass him and they wind up the pair of them forced to team up on the run from an army of drug lords. Just looks absolutely foul mouth. very Good Boys type, the Good Boys Pineapple Express kind of a thing. Uh, very foul mouth, R-rated, very in-your-face, very inappropriate. Po- don't watch the, it with your grandmother kind of thing.
1: The poster for it looks very sort of 70s cop show kind of <laughs> like feel. I quite like the poster. I'm sort of buying into it already. I mean, don't expect this to be highbrow in the slightest. This is going to be something that just, you know, is going to tickle your fancy for a weekend, I think, and just, you know, something easy to watch.
0: I think so. I absolutely think so. Speaking of easy to watch, then, over on Amazon Prime from uh, Saturday the 4th, because we've already had one Trilogy Kappa from the Apes. Let's have a Trilogy Kappa from the Butler. Let's talk about Angel Has Fallen, which hits Amazon Prime on Saturday, the third instalment of the iconic Has Fallen series, which began, of course, with Olympus, then took us to London, in which all of London's major known landmarks were destroyed, but not the unknown ones. And now, of course, rather than actually taking down a location, they're taking down the man himself. So it's all about terrorists going after Gerard Butler and trying to frame him for assassinating the president. You, uh, did you have the pleasure of us when it was on? I did, and
1: do you know what? I think I feel like every week we talk about a something has fallen, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I quite. Do you know what? And I'm happy for it. I'm excited because I. I really enjoyed this one. This is the more serious of the trilogy. It's a bit more brooding. There's an inc- it's a couple of incredible action sequences in this. There's a drone sequence above a lake, yes, which, yes. which is amazing, um, where they're basically out to essentially kill everyone from the presidential party um, in this one sort of dramatic sequence. But it, for me, this is what the, the true joy of the fo- the fallen. Um has fallen or trilogy is, is the laugh at itself sequences. So so for instance, you know that Gerard Butler's got a little twinkle in his eye when he's delivering certain lines because he just knows that we're all gonna take the mick out of it, and it's that's what makes it work. This one takes itself a little bit more seriously, and maybe is thinking, it was a trilogy, are we gonna carry on the franchise? We need to kind of take a different route with it. Huh. Did you find me?
0: I want security for the president, how do you think? You've been here the last five years, North Carolina before that, Alaska before that. You see, that's big brother for
1: you. No,
0: actually, it was just me wondering if you were still alive.
1: Did you do it?
0: You'd like it if I did, wouldn't you, Dad? And, of course, they get to introduce Nick Nolte as Gerard Butler's dad. What amazing casting that is. Yeah. Um, I should mention, like you were saying about, you know, do we take this as the end of the trilogy? I think the producer of this has recently announced he sees another entire trilogy being made out of this. Do
1: you know what? I see this could go on for years. If Gerard Butler wants to do it, I'm game to watch it. You know, I think this you... is
0: this is going to wind up with like Michigan has fallen, isn't it? <laughs> this, is where this is going to go every this state is to like has Starbucks fallen. has fallen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> but you know what? The Antarctic <laughs> has fallen.
1: Do you know what? It's got a formula that works though for its audience, and that's why they've managed to make three of these already. So mm. if it's going to work again, they might as well just crack on with it because it's it is enjoyable and yeah. it's silly, it's throwaway, it's it's. Absolutely, you know, one of those ones that you kind of take with a pinch of salt. But if you need to kind of while away two hours, do it with this movie because it's just—it's got everything you want from a almost homage to the '90s action movies of the time yeah. because it just has everything in it that they, that you
0: could enjoy. And without going into too many spoiler-if spoilerific details, it does end with the most hilariously out of place slapstick comedy post-credit scene. You just like why? <laughs> Why have you done this? Like, yeah. Gerald Butler is a producer on this. How did he sign off on this? I, I mean, that man starred in Geostorm. He knows better. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's not leave it there, though. Let's let's leave it with a return from an old friend, your friend to the end. It is, of course, Chucky. Child's Play, the remake Uh, is arriving on Netflix uh, next Friday, the 10th of April. Uh, This starred uh, Aubrey Plaza and had Mark Hamill, I believe, as the voice of Chucky, who's now no longer a good guy doll. He's a buddy doll. He's a smart doll. I don't know what child would want one of these. It's a small doll that moves and talks and walks around your house. Apparently, a 12-year-old boy would want one of these, according to this. Wow. Let's have a a little sample. Chucky
1: is a toy. Okay. It broke. You no, got no, rid of it, Mom.
0: I I saw him. I saw him following Doreen. No, you didn't. Listen to what you're saying, Mom. He's gonna kill her, Chuck- Why are you listening to me? I have it on Omar's phone. He's following Doreen. I I can show you. Why do you have Omar's phone? I took it. I. Why? I had to. I I had to follow Chucky, Mom. Okay. I'm not crazy, Mom. Stay right here, okay? Mom, and you're coming to work with me. He's trying to kill us. No one ever believes the the doll did it theory, did they? No,
1: don't they don't. Think. And actually this, this for me has like terrifying nostalgia. I watched the first ever Child's Play probably when I was way too young at like six. Um, wow. Yeah, I know with my cousins, my older cousins, and they were like, let's watch this movie about a doll and sat there. At, I couldn't sleep for for days afterwards. I just remember that. So I've never, I've never really taken sh- like a shining light to Chucky. Um, no. They have got, they have got silly and funny as it's gone along, but To be honest, for me, I just think it's just it's something that was always embedded in my brain as something that I just was terrified of as a kid. But, you know, that's part of the that's part of the appeal. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, did you get a chance to watch this remake when it was out? I didn't. uh, Late summer last year, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did see it come out and I thought, you know what, I can take it or leave it. I think I'm going to leave it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you don't have to because on Netflix you can simply watch it on on cue. Uh, okay. So that's available from Friday the tenth. I recommend it. I think it's got some decent things going for it. I, personally, I think if it hadn't been called Charles Play, it would have been a terrific film. Yeah,
1: I right.
0: think calling it Charles Play is, is its weakest point, to be honest, because it has exactly nothing to do with yeah. uh, with Charles. But there's no Charles Lee, right? There's no murdered. Uh, you know, there's no. Was he, a, was he a murdered rapist? I think he was originally something like that. Who knows? It's it's I was trying ch- to remember. <laughs> oh, true. I think Freddie was the child murderer. Charles Lee Ray was just a rapist. I think. Great. But, uh, they, <laughs> they, all, know? they all get killed and covered. <laughs> Only bad people come back when they die, apparently. But uh, so yeah, that's that's another helpful week of streaming offerings for you. In the meanwhile, don't forget there's loads of things on there. Um, Goodfellas, as we say, is is on on streaming. I think I was talking about G- uh, Green Book being on Prime the other day. Oh wow! Uh, you, can, you find that on Prime. That's worth watching. Definitely. Um, I was, I was disappointed to discover that Amazon Prime has dropped Demolition Man from its uh. library because I was looking forward to revisiting that. Uh, just, just because we keep running out of toilet paper and I wonder how the three seashells thing works. <laughs> but uh, anyway so uh, you know I kind of caps it off for another week of cinematic fun from those Miss Perfect
1: yes it is indeed and don't worry we'll have plenty more for you next week so don't go anywhere don't just stay tuned with us we'll be able to keep you up to date with everything that you can watch on your small screen whilst we're all locked in and wondering what on earth to do with ourselves
0: in the meanwhile it's a thanks for me I've been Ben and I've
1: been Bex Perfect and this has been Offscreen your seven day guide to everything movies boom